Welcome and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Hey, it's Damien, and welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0. This week, we find ourselves in the middle of Midgard, fighting symbiotes. Oh, no! I did what she did! No! The trailer ruined you. (laughs) She ruined you. No! Fighting symbiotes. Oh, fighting symbiotes and upgrading ourselves to fight off Hugh Jackman in a bathrobe. Hey, you know what? I don't know if I'd be fighting him off. I might just be going, okay, I have a man crush. Come get me. Come get me. He's a good-looking man. He he is a good-looking man. And that accent. Oh, man. Anyway. (laughs) So, it's been kind of a trend thing here. We try to set something up, and then we just wind up kind of just... Something map happens. It's a Damianism. It's a Damianism. I I mess up. I mess up. (laughs) So, this week, we got something that's kind of a... Kind of a little bit. We know we've, we're we're getting caught up on our on our episodes, things like that going on. We did have an awesome episode that we're going to talk a little bit about when we get to our talk stuff of uh, Westworld. But I hope you guys are enjoying the fact that the, some of the OGs have gotten back together and they're going to be putting out episode by episode content and uh, on Westworld. And we will go over a little bit of what they talk about in in those podcasts. But you need to really go over and uh, listen to them yourselves. It goes dives deep into their Alice's. Uh, Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole and just is craziness and awesome. Uh, I love, absolutely love the show. But first, you know what a time it is. It's time to get into that game chat. Nick, you got some stuff to talk about God of War. What's going on with that game? I've heard nothing but good things and I've watched a lot of stuff on this game. It's beautiful, but what's your take on it? Yeah, it's extremely beautiful. It's one of the prettiest games I've seen in years. You know, we talk about Sea of Thieves being really beautiful this is beautiful on a different type of landscape but it also has water in it water plays a big part in this god of war and it's beautiful too man um one thing that's weird about this god of war is he says to his son artarius uh don't go in the water if you can't see through it don't put your don't go into it so you actually never really get into the water and swim around in it so they give you a line at the beginning that makes you makes you go okay we're not going to go into there which is all right. It's a little bit weird, but yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Now, this is going to be spoiler free for anybody that hasn't played God of War. I actually haven't beat the game yet, so we'll have a final discussion about it. Hopefully, Silver's on at that time because she's playing it too. Also, I have asked Chris Two Wolves to be a part of it too to uh, talk about God of War because he is also playing it. Um, we're also, we're extremely busy, and this game is very long, and there's a lot of content into it. Now, I'll just talk about God of War as a whole series here. And in previous God of War games, Kratos is a quiet soldier that has a mind and body full of rage and hate. To a point where he blindly follows his pain for vengeance. And we find that out in God of War 1 where Kratos becomes the ghost of Sparta. And that happens by accidentally killing his family. And that's kind of the act of uh, Ares a little bit of trickery from Ares that made him kill his family. And that kind of sets this thing into motion. 
And then later in the series, we find out two things about Kratos. One, that he's a demigod. Two, that he is the son of Zeus. A son of Zeus, not the son of Zeus. And then we find out, you know, Father Zeus is ends up portraying his son. And that drives Kratos into the second half of the story to get vengeance upon, vengeance upon all the gods. He climbs Mount Olympus in God of War 3. I talked about this last week. And he takes on Zeus. Now, up to this point in the series, Kratos has reasons to continue his vengeance-filled campaign and he was uh, that he was living. One, make up for killing his family. Two, destroy anyone who might have had a hand in conspiring against him. That's all the gods, basically, at the end of God of War 3. He pretty much says, everybody's going down, which is beautiful. God of War 3 is awesome. Okay, we are now in 2018. I have a shiny new PS4. I have a brand new 4K TV. And the launch of this new God of War comes out. And it just lands in our collective laps. And I I was... I, last week, I fanboyed out more than I normally do about any other game. And then talking to Silver and Chris on the Discord chat. Us going crazy about it. Uh, the little one-liners. Everything that's hit us so far. It, it's just... It's just a fun-filled game that I'm so, I'm so happy that uh came out with the technology that we have now and the graphics we have now the HDR uh the factor it it's so beautiful being a father and the yeah. fact that the storyline is very you know it's a very father son style of a game how does that play into it how well is the story written between you know the interactions between the son you know or, or is it Arteus yeah, Arterius, yeah. Arterius. Yeah. And and Kratos. How how are the interactions between the the two? Like I mean, I mean cuz you know voice actors things like that, but I mean just how was that written? How does that make you feel be, you know, just, you know, cuz like I said, coming in being a father, do you feel that connection? Do you feel that it's a natural connection or does it just feel does it feel more like, ah, it's a game? Yeah, there is a more uh natural co- uh connection there. And something happens at the beginning of the game where their connection connection has to be stronger. Uh, this kind of feels like a military sergeant who is very stuck in his ways and has gone to war, has came back, has gone to war again, and has came back. And he knows the correct way of doing things, and he doesn't have time to teach you. And so he does teach you, but in his own way and kind of in like a hyperbole like one-liners and the kid has to ask a little bit of questions as he goes along and Kratos will kind of drop a little bit of stories on him like old school stories like the rabbit and the hare to kind of like teach him a lesson and Aterius will actually explain the story back to Kratos and, and to make sure he understands so there is a little bit of father-son connection there but it's kind of standoffish you know I'd rather be on my own you know you're kind of in my way and I hopefully, as the game progresses, that connection gets stronger uh, as as we go along. But right now, it's uh from the start, it's uh it's kind of there's a there's some type of tension there that you're not really understanding from the beginning. But yeah, the sub the father something kind of like The Last of Us is really cool. Um, so far, the controlling this might be a little bit of spoiler for anybody, but. The control system is you're basically just controlling Kratos. Your son doesn't really follow you. You don't really... At this point in the game, I haven't been able to like jump into Arterius and actually play as him. 
Um, you do send your kid into different ways to open up, you know, different hidden, you know, doors or I don't want to spoil too much, but you can send your kid in off different direction, but you meet up in a, in a little later, you know? Okay. Uh, the one thing is, is the fighting mechanics. If on the PS4 controller, if you just hit square, he will shoot his bow. I don't think that's spoiling anything that's on the game trailer or for, uh, uh, from the, the devs playing the games. Um, so that will actually distract your enemies as you're hitting them with arrows and give you a chance to like back up and, and, you know, collect yourself if you're getting swarmed by people. And that's actually, that fighting mechanic is, is pretty, is pretty good. I thought I'd have a little bit more control over Arterius, but so far, no, it, it, it works out great. It's not, it, it did surprise me a little bit. Another mechanic that did surprise me is that there's no jumping for Kratos. You, yeah, there's, there's no, that it threw me off. It doesn't matter because you can hop over stuff or pick up stuff. Um, but there's just no jumping mechanic. I, I don't know why. I, I'm used to all the God of Wars where you can jump around and hit people in the air and land, and, you know. But yeah, that kind of mechanic threw me off a little bit. Um, so with uh, the new technology, the new God of War game, we join Kratos and the son Arterius, like we talked about. And I won't get into spoils of T- Arterius's mother. There is kind of a big spoiler there, so I won't talk about it at all. Uh, we find Kratos as an older man with a beard that would shame anybody and you see a uh, thieves world. It's a massive beard. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. But in, in this game, we have traded in the double chains of Olympus for the Levathon Axe. Now, the Levathon Axe is built by... Well, that's another spoiler, so I won't say it. It is built by somebody you find out later who it's built by. This is now the second greatest weapon in God of War series because the double-bladed chains of Olympus were fantastic. You could whip them around, sling them. You know, you got that scorpion effect. Get over here. And then you could punch them a couple more times and you get those combos going. That was great. Now, this is where the game kind of separates itself from the other God of War games. This is Leviton Axe can be called upon much like Thor's hammer. At any point in time, you throw this thing, you just hit a button, and you just watch God. You just watch Kratos's hand sit back, and it just comes through, and you can hear a boom, and he catches it again. Because sometimes you have to throw it to keep it a mechanism stuck, or some type of mechanics in the gameplay. I don't want to ruin, but it's it's beautiful. It's I thought I was gonna miss the the chains, but this really really makes up for it. Now this one is this one winds up being more following the Norse gods, correct? Like that and I was wondering if that's one of the reasons why the devs chose to go with an axe because uh, I mean cuz he hasn't as far as I know from just cuz like I'm a, I'm a fan from afar with yeah. this. I like I've seen I've watched people play it mainly and I just think it looks it looks amazing, but the I, I thought that this one he is based off of because you know he's taken on a lot of the other gods. I thought this one was isn't this one he's taken on the Norse Norse mythology? Yeah. Um, how do I not spoil things on it? There is something that happens before you even start your adventure. There is something big that happens, and that's it's kind of a spoiler, but it sets things in the motion, and you kind of know which way we're going at that point. Okay. So yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. We're kind of in that realm, but you are in Midgard. Okay. So, so you're still in the gods, you know, realm. Um, but there, yeah, it's that's hard to explain, man, because you get into you get into something at the beginning, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And then you realize where you're at. Um, 
Now, in this God of War, since previous God of Wars, basically you just open up a chest to upgrade your health, your rage, your weapons. And this God of War, it gives you more of an RPG element where you can actually open up chests and find different type of chest plates, shoulder plates, um, different upgrades for your axe. And you can also find gems to put into your armor or your axe to kind of level off your, uh, you know, your defense or your or the your magic side of things, they, just for your style of play, you know, mm -hmm. just the typical type of RPG thing. You can also upgrade your son's bow, Arterius's bow, to adjust it to the way you like to play. And this this game also it, it lets you explore vastly more than any other God of War game. It's not the pathway is type of linear for the campaign style, mm -hmm. but it gives you a lot of areas that every time you go into a different section of Midgard, uh, that's hard to exp that's hard to not. I don't want to ruin that either. Um, the path becomes less linear and you can explore a lot more. Now I'm saying I don't want to ruin it because there is a big spoiler in there that kind of brings back the mythology of Thor, and you think of the the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, What's the guy that? What's the guy that? Uh, starts with, oh no, Heim Heimdall. Yeah, Heimdall. Yeah, you kind of think about him. There is something that happens kind of like a Heimdall character, but it's not. So I don't want to spoil that. So far, Damien, I'm probably about six hours into the game. Sidetracked this week, so I haven't got to play as much. Uh, I absolutely. This is. I can already tell this is gonna be my favorite God of War game. Um, there's so much to sink your teeth into it. Uh, I'm I'm extremely happy with it. By uh, it's called the Bifrost. Yeah, the Bifrost. But who is the guy that protects the Bifrost? Heimdall. Heimdall. Yeah. So that's what I was. Yeah. There's like a Heimdall character, and there's a Bifrost element. So that's a little bit of a spoiler. Sorry, guys. It's really hard not to spoil it because as soon as you get to that point, Damien, you're like, oh my god, I. Yeah, it was extremely exciting, man. Like, it's really hard. I can't wait that I can just ex talk all about it with Silver and and, uh, and Chris and you. And we could just uh, break down all the spoilers and everything. Like I said, though, I think this is going to be my favorite God of War game of all time. God of War 1 still holds a, you know, a deep passion to me, kind of like Captain America and First Avenger. Very so, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's, this game is beautiful. I wish I could spoil a lot more. Well, something that's not spoiling anything because they've now, I mean, it's been out on PC for a good amount of time. And it's now on Xbox on the PUBG test server. Uh, we're talking about Miramar has finally hit. Well, it's finally hit in a way we're all able to go on and play it. We can play it on the, on the test server. And Nick, your first time on this map, first time at all ever playing, playing in, the, in this, this map you took a win, didn't you? Yeah, that was pretty incredible, man. And actually, I played squads because I was having a hard time connecting in solo. And so I played squads, and actually, two guys dropped out, and it was just two of us. And he won the land. No microphone for this guy, by the way, which drives me crazy. Oh, man. He won the land all the way in the top corner. And I said to him right on the mic, I go, I, go, I haven't played this map yet, but we better get a car if you want to land in the corner because you're not going to be able to get back. Well... We land in the corner, top top right side of the map. I'm sorry, guys. I I, I don't know uh, Miramar as well as the other map, so I can't name the place where we're landing. And so we land there. We get our, we get our gear. I find a truck. Now the biggest difference in this map is the terrain. 
you can't just drive straight through. You really have to stick to a road, Damien. I really? don't know how much you've played Miramar. Oh, the terrain I, is... I, see, I haven't played Miramar because, like I said, on PC, I really don't get on to play very much yeah. at all. So I have not played because I told myself I wanted to wait for console. I know I'm kind of weird like that, but I am primarily a console gamer. Yeah, I'm a and, console guy, too. And so I, I was waiting for that. So I have, I've seen it. Now, I know that the map is flatter... So it's it's a lot more for sniping, right? No, 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 it's no, not. no. I, I I agree with you. There might be some flat spots, but I played four matches, and everything I found was uh, the terrain was very treacherous. You can't just drive straight across. You have to stick to a road, like I just said. And we had to travel all the way to the other side of the map, which we wasted basically all our health. But we stopped into a location that had these buildings. And what's cool about the buildings in Miramar? Is that you can climb up several stories like you can in the previous map, but they have big wide open bay uh, windows, or they basically just take out of the wall and the and the floor, so you can't really just hide up there, and you can actually see people, and they can and you can they can see you, so it's easier to get sniped there. So you can't really just hang out in there. You kind of kind of move quickly. Okay. So you know, like the apartment buildings by the school. Yeah, you could climb up in those and they have windows and yeah, you don't really want to stay by the window, but you got some room to kind of like hang out for a second if you want to mess with the Yeah, yeah, the living room. Yeah, this one's I I, the buildings I found, they didn't have that. And then another thing I found in Miramar too is that if you go up like a couple floors, they'll block the rest of the stairwell. So you can't go up any higher, even though the building's taller. So I landed on this really high building on my second match. And there was nothing up there, so we went down the side, uh, the fire escape, and you couldn't get in, so you went all the way to the bottom, which I thought was... Oh, um, okay, so there was a way to at least to get down. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to jump okay, down. I saw you so, smirking at me there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't kill myself jumping down. Yeah, but so far, uh, so at the end circle of this, of this wind that we had, what the good thing about it was is because the terrain is so up and down and hilly... Um, there was a lot of different places for you to kind of lay down and take your time and not have to move too much. So it was a little bit more strategy at the end where in the previous map, it's kind of like a tree game. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're playing third person, hide behind the tree, pop out, uh, which is great. And we would have lost too, because the guy that we killed for the win had a ghillie suit, but for some reason he drove the VW bus into the middle of the circle and was like honking and we were shooting at him and he pulled all the way to the end. Then he got out and I just hit him with the M4. So I was like, dude, you had a ghillie, so you could have just snuck on us both. We had no clue where he was at. So yeah, so far, four matches in. The test server seems to be working pretty well. Uh, really, really fun, man. Is the ghillie suit like because the ghillie suit that's in our that's in our regular map that we have right now? Uh, I just think keep thinking it's the town Pachinki, but I know that's not the actual map. That's not the map. Uh, yeah. But uh, is the ghillie suit like set up to be? Is it like desert colors? Or is it ah, green? Because I can see. I hit him with the four. There, I was like, "Yeah, I hit him with the four times, man." And he got out of the van. I I didn't get a great look at it, but it okay. kind of looked a. It actually, when he laid down the dirt, there was a contrast of color, so it did okay. look like it was a little bit more green. Okay. Uh, yeah that that's one of the things I was hoping that maybe they'd change it up to be a little more color. But you know, I don't care because I got clothing that i can wear that's like khaki colored that i'll blend into the dirt so it's like okay whatever guys yeah i didn't change my clothes i had a white shirt and pants on <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> yeah, i know i had a, i had a vest over it but i was just trying to get in and play and uh test it out today yeah i mean i i'm gonna i downloaded it i'll definitely be testing it out so we can talk more about it hopefully we get some time in the place together 
Now, something that I wanted to talk about a little bit more when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of some, I guess, some people will try to, to do nitpick on the fact that Xbox is really trying to, you know, they're offering us to be a play our OG Xbox games. And if you listen, when we saw Ready Player One, you'd know how much like older games mean to some of us in the, in the community. Like I, myself, my, my family, we like certain games and it's sad when we have to kind of move on away from them. Well, to an extent, OG Xbox games are coming back. They just brought back on a bunch of Star Wars games. And one of those happens to be one of my all-time favorites, which is Star Wars Jedi Academy. I tweeted out, hey, I'm going to be playing this. I'm going to be on, on uh, uh, Mixer and I'm going to be playing it. I play bot maps and tell everybody can come fill in. You can do split screen. You can play the campaign. You can play bot matches. But you, the online component is not there. I am hoping... I am really hoping that maybe at E3 they say, hey, surprise, guess what? Backwards compatibility games, OG Xbox games, guess what? The live's coming back. I'm hoping. I mean, that's just me. That's me crossing my fingers because this is a game that I didn't have a lot of, lot, lot of time where I had like it, I had the internet to play online with my original OG Xbox. So this was a game that we would do system link, like my cousins, everybody, we would go to my grandma's house and like set them all up a bunch of Xboxes and we'd all play system link together. Crazy thing is, is that uh, if you're on the same network, in the same house, I can click on system link and create a match and everybody can see it that's in the household can see that match and they can click to join, but it won't let it. So, I mean, I would even settle if they could give me system link so I could, I, I could have a LAN party on this game, I would, but... I'll tell you what, playing Star Wars Jedi Academy in 4K on with because it's it's set up to on the on the X. It was it was uh, it was very nice. Like I, I I got started getting right back into it, doing learning the saber moves all over again. The Force I had to go because the controller is so different than the OG Xbox controller where you had a a black and white button down the bottom. Those were your Force powers. That you would assign, and so I had to use, I had to assign them to the bumpers, and it just was a little bit learning to do that and getting everything set up. But once I was set up, it was great, and I, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna put these bots up to Jedi Master, and I'm like, oh crap! I'm getting pushed against the wall. I'm coming back at him doing a force choke. I'm throwing them across the. It was just, it's good fun, and I'm so glad that you know Xbox is doing it because I was able to, like, I had the disc for this game. For one, but it wound up getting scratched over time, and I was like, "Oh, you know," because this was one of the ones that we actually had down at my my parents that the kids would go play and whatnot. Good luck, I, man. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think this will ever come back." And then I went and looked. I was like, "Dang, it's all scratched." So I picked it up. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. I picked it up, and I get to go back and relive some of these memories. And it's cry- and it and it's two player split screen, so I can do that. Now, on the backwards compatible thing, how many games do you actually see from original Xbox that are now on the Xbox One or Xbox One X that you actually want to play again? Is there a lot for you? Yeah, actually. there It, it didn't okay. start out that way. It didn't start out that way. A lot of them initially were like, eh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, now, yeah. They just came out. I mean, Star Wars, uh, 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 Republic Commando. 
just came out. That one was an amazing game. The campaign just sucked you in and you're a clone trooper with your crew. And it just, it felt like it was Star Wars and it was clone troopers and it felt like Rainbow Six. It was just so good. Uh, the, I mean, uh, Jade Empire, that is another great game that I cannot believe never got a sequel. It was, I mean, it was up there with, you know, just right up there with like SOTOR, which is Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2. I mean, it, they, these are games that have been coming back from the OG that they're allowing us to play on, you know, on the Xbox One and stuff. So for the Star Wars things, <clears throat> I didn't really play a lot of the original Star Wars uh, games. Actually, I never really owned an original Xbox. I went from PlayStation 2 to 360. Mm -hmm. So I never really had the Xbox, and so the original Star Wars games, I'm not, you're way, you're way more into Star Wars than I am, so I understand that, but there's three games for me that I've actually already, uh, <laughs> I've already downloaded on Xbox, and that's Skate, because I won't make another Skate game, no. and I love Skate. I love Skate, too. Yeah, Dead Space, because so far, the, you know, the chatter is not making another Dead Space game, and then Burnout Paradise, which they just remastered. And unfortunately, I already bought it when it's backwards compatible. I didn't know they were coming out with a remastered one, so I'm waiting for that to get a little bit cheaper. But those three series are three series that I go back to that me and my kids played a, a ton of. Oh, yeah. You know? And Skate, especially, and Burnout's Paradise is a lot of, between me and my older boy that we'd play. Not so much Dead Space. That's kind of my own thing. But yeah. But for the Star Wars thing, I could see how you'd get extremely excited to see these, this old lore come back and you could dive right back into it again. The thing I'm waiting, like what I would love, but I, I know that they're working on it PC side. I want it to come to console, but there's going to be a new new uh, uh, Time Killers. And that was, th those were some really crazy, crazy games with the bots and adding them in. Just a lot of fun. But yeah, th this backwards compatibility game was great. It's the first one I've actually bought, you know, because I've had, I have certain ones you know like i had red dead revolver i have that one and it's yeah. just sitting right over here i pop that in i play that from time to time but That's an awesome game this was this was great now something else i jumped into because it i haven't played it yet to check it out and it's uh got the the you know the xbox one x upgrade treatment which was uh red dead redemption and i hopped in there and what's crazy is i thought that my brother and i thought that we had explored every inch of this map I'm going riding around in there fighting these people, and I go into I instantly just go into hardcore mode so that it's harder. It don't, we don't have the auto aim, and it's all about skill. And I, I do decent. I'm nowhere near as good as I used to be. I cannot wait for the new one because I want just having the controllers be more precise. Oh my god, I'm I'm just I'm gonna see if these and that. Those are gonna be my my areas where you're gonna see me that, and then the, in state of decay with the zombies. But it's like that's my those. Yeah, my your Red Dead Redemption is going to be like my God of War fanboying out. Oh, and I, I love Red Dead too, but I know you're much more excited than I am. Yeah, so I jumped in there and I was I was running around. I actually found places that I had never found originally when we played. And I was like, this is really crazy. But I went and I actually took a screenshot. For some reason, it comes up in some form of, uh, 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 I think it's Japanese uh, writing is what it came up in. But... Um, it, I, I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is this is fun. Like this, I mean, it it looks 
beautiful. And what's what's interesting is when you hear the devs talk about it, when they designed it, that what we're getting now and playing in the 4K is what they wanted it to be originally. Okay. And so, but just running around seeing the beauty that that game is, this older game that's been up-res to 4K, and knowing that they're going to be able to have this technology that they've been working on for the new one, I'm I'm just going to be, I'm just besides myself with uh, just excitement for it. But yeah, it's uh, if you have a if you have an Xbox One X and you have Red Dead Redemption, definitely fire it up. Check it out. They've actually done they've actually done uh, updates to that game, and it it fixed a lot of the cheating and all that stuff. And so I mean, I was getting chased down by groups that were marked themselves as uh at, or as uh, f or federal agents. You know, because I was killing oh, okay, bad people yeah. and stuff. They're like, "Oh, you're not going to join our our you're not going to join our posse, so we're going to come down and hunt you down." I'm like, "Well, okay, <laughs> here goes nothing." But uh, I just I had a really good time with that. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is you know we talk about PUBG a lot each week. We we love PUBG, another game that we do enjoy, and I'm starting to get more into is uh, Fortnite and the Battle Pass for season four is being teased a lot right now. Now, the Battle Pass is how you level up in the, not in the uh, Save the World, but in the actual, the PvP matches and stuff. It's how, you, it's like your card. You pay 10 bucks, you get this card, and it's good for like basically three months worth of leveling up, and it gets you some uh, characters and other options to be able to earn. Um, well, this one, no surprise here, the teasing looks like it's going to be very uh, superhero themed oh really yeah okay i haven't uh, even looked into it yet and it, but interesting enough though because you know marvel's big right now it looks like the superheroes they're trying to uh emulate are going to be dc characters because it looks like there's going to be like a wonder woman style character a flash style character uh that that's what it's looking like for the skin wise we'll know more here very soon because we only have we I haven't seen we haven't seen anything that, that shows Batman yet, but the characters that we do see, uh, the, just the faces of one definitely resembles Wonder Woman, one definitely resembles uh, the uh, reverse I think Reverse Flash. Uh, oh, no. Okay, which one's yeah. yellow? Which one's yellow? That's Kid Flash. Kid or... Flash. Okay, so yeah. this one it looks like it represents Kid Flash, I think, but we could see it a little bit different when, or it might even be Cyborg. Um, Hard to that tell be, by that would be cool. Yeah, it's hard to tell by by the by yeah. the the teaser emblem we get, but we only have two more days left of the two days and like eight hours of uh, this current battle of this current season. Season three, yeah, yeah. But um, have you yeah. seen the John Wick skin? Yeah, the John Wick skin's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. my, uh, Carter, uh, my my son right now is grinding. Um, he's he's a few levels away. He is grinding to get the John Wick skin right now. He's got. He knows he's got tonight and tomorrow, basically, to try to get through and get it. So he's really, really grinding hard to get it. He'll probably, he'll probably get it. Um, go ahead. Yeah, my son got birthday money, and I told you before he had to rush to buy the what was it, the Raven costume? Yeah, the Raven. Yeah, I know. Last week you said that you had that too, but that just cracks me up that these. Maybe it's just the the game right now, and we were hooked into different games when we were kids. But nowadays, when you get hooked into something, they also hook you in and take your birthday money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's cool about this, though, is that 
I mean, the game itself, you don't have to pay to play this game. No, no. It, it's it's, it's just, but, you know, they do put a lot, they, they have a big team that works on it. It's the biggest game in the world because of the way they do it. So it's like, yeah. if they come out with a really cool skin, I have no problem saying, hey, you know what? You're making content that my kids, everybody, you know, my household likes. And you know what? I might not be that good at this game, but if I at least look cool, then I feel okay running around with my kid. So I'll, I'll buy that for myself. <laughs> It's like dressing up for your that go see your kid at school. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure embarrassing. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it, it's a it's a fun fun ex, definitely fun experience. But what I love right now is I've been jumping in and playing. It's fifty v fifty version two, where yeah. it's four times the amount of uh of material that you get. So you get these massive. Then it, it's just the fight to get to the center. Once you get to the center. It's this. It's literally a battle royale, but of these crazy huge forts running across to each other and jumping on these, jumping and flying. It's insane, and it's so much fun. Like I want this to. I'm hoping that I don't want this mode to go away because I found my mode that I I really like, and I'm actually decent at. Like I'm, I can pick people off from a, from a bit. Yeah, the kids were playing that, uh, and it looked like to me that the end of the circle is like skyscraper hell. Because these things were massive, and I didn't understand what was going on until they explained it to me that you have a lot more resources, and that looked like a lot of fun. It was. Like, I was running, and the problem was, I I was like, oh, I jumped on this jump pad, went to the top of one of the, one of the, the things, and I realized, oh, crap, I'm really high up, and they're going to start shooting the bottom of it. Yeah, you can turn your glider on, and you, you get yourself back yeah. down, but you're still, you're gliding through the air, and you're a target. So... I'm up high and they start shooting the bottom and it starts collapsing behind us. So me and this other guy were piggybacking and building and just running across our our structure and it looked like it looked just like something out of Tron. Like we're just we're creating the the bridge in front of us until we could then he started doing the staircase down and we actually won that match. Like it was it was down to like the last six people, it was six versus three. And we wound up winning. And now, I mean, it wasn't like I was doing anything. I was just was basically playing support and saying, okay, I'm going to throw up stuff and build stuff and try to keep I'll you build, guys alive. I'll build, you shoot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I picked up <laughs> I picked up like two people at the end there. And, and we won. I was like, this is exciting. The other thing about that mode is, is that if you're a mediocre player and you got a battle pass and you're trying to get yourself experience, you got to understand here, you're getting tons of experience in this because if you lose... You get second place, so you get the experience as if you're second place in your, you know, in another match. Oh, okay. So you get huge experience that way. If you your team wins, you get first place experience. Beautiful. So it's it's a fast it's a fast track. So with this when this comes up, they I'm sure pretty sure they're going to take it away and they'll put up other modes. But if you're in your if you're in your battle pass and you've been having a hard time leveling up and stuff like that, make sure you grind out. The 50 v 50 whenever they bring it back because that is a way to get yourself up and get yourself some some tiers and unlock some of the excuse me some of those features and stuff that they add out uh and and, and it's just for me it's a lot of fun and it's yeah like i'm actually been thinking about I'm like hmm am i gonna jump into sea of these tonight or am i jump into fortnite and that's that's a good thing for me to be to be thinking gotta have games in your rotation man fortnite oh yeah is- one of them for me but usually play with my kids it's it's fun yeah if i have some free time i'm still on the PUBG bandwagon <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, yeah. I love i love PUBG. 
So I gotta keep my skills up, man. If I if I played God of War for like four days, I went to go play PUBG. And I'm like, wait a minute, what button do it? Because I'm PS4 controller, yeah. Xbox. Yeah, gotta keep your skills up, buddy. Yeah, we'll see. And speaking of keeping your skills up, is jumping back and forth between a PC and then an Xbox can also it can screw you up. It screwed up. So yeah, um, I was talking about Sea of Thieves, and this is Sea of Thieves stories from the brig. So one thing about this game is that we're going to come up and probably start coming up with different things where we're going to tell stories. And if we have, if as long as we have something that's worthwhile to talk about. And Sea of Thieves has, you know, some people either you love it or you hate it. But I'm, I'm one who loves it. I do know that, yeah, there's more, con- there's a lot more content on the way. And they, the devs, like I said, are still, I mean, they're super, super focused, super focused on making sure that they get the content out for all of us. Nick, I think you should remind everybody too that content is free. Yeah, which is amazingly huge. Yeah, and our first content drop is going to be coming out here in a matter of just a couple of weeks, yeah, and yeah. it's going to be a big, big thing. We're going to be versus the versus the mermaids, and that's that's going to be huge. New weapon that's going to be added to us to help us fend off these uh, the the new uh, AI threat and the uh, harpoon right yeah that's what we're that's what the rumor is, is that we're getting the harpoon and which you i'm know, looking forward to that that sounds yeah. that seems cool yeah i mean especially like especially if it's something that works a little bit better underwater because i mean fending off sharks or other pirates when you're underwater trying to blow up their ship yeah, with a powder keg the pistol doesn't really do it for me i usually pull out my sword and try to whack at it but yeah the harpoon underwater and especially how beautiful underneath the water it is in sea of thieves oh That'd be a great. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about this next expansion is expanded area, but also to get us to explore the other areas of Sea of Thieves, which is the depths. It's to get us to explore all this work that they put in underwater. I don't know if that's going to be some type of potion or something we drink that allows us to be able to breathe a little bit more, or if they're going to hide like air pockets and things for us. So, oh, that would, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because so. a lot of times I showed you where I found the crack in underwater <laughs> mm-hmm. and I some of the stuff that I really love doing is swimming into the abandoned ships and discovering things. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that part of the game is extremely fun to me. Yeah. And so I, we were playing, I was like, okay, I was talking with our web web designer. Who's now starting up the process of finally getting there uh, of heat. We've all been, been busy and everything. He's like, Hey, I got some time. He's getting, uh, get starting to work on our website. And, uh, so we're like, Hey, you know, let's, let's talk, but let's play a game together. And he got to see a thief. So we went on, we decided to explore. I just kind of showing him the ropes a little bit. We did the sloop. We go around and we do a couple of missions, find a couple, a uh, couple of the messages in a bottle. We get by the time we're done. We have like three things of black powder up in the top, but we have like four skulls. Uh, we found a captain's chest, which was awesome. And then we found a bunch of other stuff and we're like, damn, we actually got a lot of stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm getting really nervous. We need to try to turn this in. I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go and turn in. Then also we look over our shoulder and, oh, hey, we got another sloop that's chasing us. We're like, okay. So he's, I mean, and this guy, uh, Justin, he is like, uh, he's the best guy to have in the crow's nest I've ever had. Like he, his, like, he was like eagle-eyed. He's like, I see them. And he's giving me the direction and stuff. So I know which ways to turn to try to get them to where, you know, I was actually able to turn and try to get the wind to be against them. And then they have, to, but these guys were changing up their, ah. their sails. So then we look in front of us. We're like, Oh crap, there's a galleon coming at us. And so we start trying to get away from that, which we start going away. And uh, we're like, what's, what are we going to do? 
And we're like, okay, we got to get Scallion coming this way, a sloop going this way. We go behind a rock and we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to go a, we're going to go straight and we're just going to hit the anchor. So we hit the anchor and we're looking, we're looking back and we're like, okay, all right, let's start it up. Let's go start up. Right as we start up, we see another sloop coming this way. Both ships turned and went after the other sloop thinking they were us. Nice. And we're like, yeah. So we go and we're like, okay, we're going to go turn our stuff in. So we go and we, we drop anchor at, at the outpost, which is not too far away. Turn in all of our stuff. And he's like, hey, do we want to turn in this black powder? I'm like, no, we got we got a couple. Because he had already turned in one. So we had two black powder kits. I'm like, you know what? They're fighting each other. And we don't have anything on our ship. But I'm sure that one of them does. Let's go for the galleon. Because he's taking out, they, we saw it, they took out one sloop, and the other sloop was going in circles, and they were fighting. They were keeping up a hell of a fight. So we start going to charge. I'm like, hey, take over the wheel. I went up to the crow's nest, grab a black powder keg. We go right in between them. They're sitting like side by side, firing at them. So, you know, we're, we knew we were going to take some shots, but I ju- had already jumped off into the water. Justin goes right between them, and then turns and actually hits one. <laughs> So he already he, he did damage to them, got some damage to himself. He kept going a little bit. <clears throat> I'm underneath, and I was able to swim deep enough down that I could release the powder keg, and it would float up. And when it, I was able to swim outside of its damage range for myself, it blows up. They're still being shot by the sloop. They have another member on their on board the ship. Nick, I was just curious. Now, can you when you drop the the black powder? When you drop it underwater, it will float up, and when it hits the bottom, of the, it will automatically explode when it hits the bottom of the ship. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, Continue. yeah. So Sorry. yeah, okay. I, uh, I, I call I call it the depth charge. This is actually what got me, and uh, uh, this is what initially got the conversation started when I was uh, tweeting to uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and some of his tactics, and it, that's what got him and I talking on there was the fact of the depth charge. And so now uh, that became a whole huge channel. So it's something I love to do. It's, you know, uh, I've gone with some of the Uprising guys. And we've done, we've done, a, the most we've done, I've gotten is there's three of us that have hopped off one after the other that released. So they'd start to repair. And then the other one would release one. Then the other guy would release one. And then we would go back. So depth charge kind of happened like that this time around. Only it was a little different. So what happened was the one explosion happened. I go up on top of the boat and they got the other sloop had gotten uh, the other sloop sunk so that both sloops were sunk. But those two guys that were on the other sloop boarded the other ship. So there's six guys and they're all fighting and they're all crazy. And then we got people down below trying to fix things. I just run between them all. And then I'm like, oh, let's see if they have any treasure up in the up in the crow's nest. I'm sitting there hopping as I'm telling the story. But it's like, so I go up to the crow's nest and I look, I'm like, oh, there's no treasure. There's black powder. Like, there's lots of black powder. So I start grabbing the black powder, and I'm just tossing it off onto the deck. And then you, so then these people are, like, picking up. They're like, oh, God, they're throwing it over, overboard, trying to get it away. So I think they had, like, I don't know, three or four, maybe, or, or maybe more black powder. No, they had four that I'd tossed off, and there was one more up at the top. So that's all off on the sides. I grab the last one and jump off. And right when I hit the ground, the guy shoots me once in the back, and I'm about dead. I flip around before he can kill me, and he shoots the black powder, which just goes boom. You hear all the, the explosions, and I guess from uh, what or the one that was falling off also exploded halfway down because it just was a domino effect. 
needless to say, everybody sunk. Including us, though, because <laughs> Justin didn't didn't get the chance to get down and repair everything in time. So then the other sloop, one of the other sloops had had time to come back by this time. Mind you, you spawn now way across the map. So the other sloop had made it back. Justin sees our one black powder keg floating there. So he just, okay, I'm going to grab that. Grabs it and delivered it to the other sloop. We don't know what happened to that one. We logged back in and I went and showed him how you can get a bunch of black powder kegs. We went and got like eight. I think we got like eight or nine black powder kegs from one uh un uh uh one skeleton fort that didn't that wasn't active. Yeah. And then we just went and sold sold the stuff off. And then that was what we called that was how we called the night. But it was it was just I haven't been able to I haven't play, done much game playing, you know, in a little bit. So just that little bit of time just running around and see at these, that's what's great about it is I don't feel like I have to play it. Like I wanted to be the first legend. But now I'm just playing because I want to. I want to be involved in the world, and that's what I like about it. Is is that when I come in, I'm involved in the world. When I need to be, you know, when I have to be up in the morning or I have to do something like that, eh, you know, I can get, I can leave it, I can unplug. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that being in that world and playing with other players. I've said this before. It, it's a, a vast world that to explore. There's many things to do. Uh, yeah, I like jumping in with you guys and uh, having some voyages and having some stories to tell. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about it is it's always about creating your own story. And so I, I see more and more of that and the depth that this brings, and that's what I'm excited about. But we're done with our game talk right now, and now it's time to get into what's going to basically be the, the brunt, the, the ending of the the rest of the show and it, it's uh but we're going to be into trailer talk and we just got made basically two trailers and then two synopses to talk about and then a little bit of stuff that's on twitter so it's going to be going and probably about but we got about 20 more minutes i think is about what we got so uh but with that we're going to talk about Venom, and I'm going to toss it over to Nick to start to start this off. Everybody knows Venom. It's like with me, it's Venom and Frank Castle. Like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm anti, and Owen Deadpool because it's like I'm an anti-hero fan. Like that's just me. Yeah, and this is an anti-hero movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So Eddie Brock is is a reporter who plays the character that gets a symbiote that becomes Venom, and in this trailer, you actually get the chance to actually see how the symbiote reacts with Tom Hardy. And actually how it takes over uh, Tom Hardy at one point. And you actually see the symbiote become the full-fledged suit of Venom. Where the head kind of wraps around top of Tom Hardy's head and kind of eats it. Then has the tongue sticking out. The, you know, the classic Venom uh, tongue. Now this trailer... Now I'm just going to talk about the, the, the trailer. I'm going to cut all that 46 out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about how a lot of people are disliking the trailer and... Um, the way the lady says symbiote, <laughs> or like Damien says symbiote. No, no, she says symbiote. Oh, symbiote. Yeah, like she's trying to say something from Lion King. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people are saying that this movie can't stand on its own without like a Spider-Man or you know a secondary. I, I trust Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, I, I trust him in this movie. I think that this is going to carry very well with Tom Hardy playing Venom. If it was somebody else, maybe I wouldn't trust it as much. But I feel like this movie is going to stand on alone as the anti-hero movie like Damien talked about. 
And so far, what we saw is Tom Hardy kind of fighting his inner inner strength to get away from the symbiote. And we see this before where Tom Hardy plays twins. I don't know if you've seen that movie, uh, Damien, but he plays a role where you place him and another guy and they're twins. And they're kind of like these gangster guys. Have you never seen it? Uh, I'm not sure if I've seen the gangster one, no. Yeah, so he, the movie didn't have, you know, it wasn't highly reviewed or critically acclaimed or anything like that. But he does a really good job of playing two different roles. So that's kind of what you have here in this Venom movie is him playing it's kind of two different roles because he's fighting one thing off. He's being Eddie Brock, the reporter. And then he's also coming to grips with, uh, you know, being uh, being Venom. And this trailer kind of brings you kind of three different things. At first, it shows you Eddie Brock being the reporter. And then it shows you uh, his struggles of being a reporter because he was getting kicked out of like an interview. And then it shows you his his the symbiote and how it's taking over his life. And then it shows you some really cool action scenes of him on a motorcycle with kind of his tentacles coming out, his arms, and smacking across some cars. I, I don't know, man. I, I know there's some hate about this, but I'm really excited for this movie, man. Uh, and one of it's because I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's... I So, Tom Hardy, like, well, something that's crazy about, about Tom Hardy is a lot of people don't know this. And actually, I knew it at one point and then forgot about it. And actually, thanks to Young Khan, the guy who actually went around and he created our logo and everything, reminded me, Tom Hardy is a big, you know, he's a big geek. And he, yeah. one of his first movies, one of his earlier movies, he played the, I mean, this is before he put on all the muscle, for, you know, he played a young clone of Jean-Luc Picard in Star Trek, Nemesis. And that was, oh, the, really? Yeah, oh, that was okay. Tom Hardy. So I, I've been, yeah, I've been a fan of Tom Hardy for a long time too. One of the things that got me back into like really, you know, being a fan of him though was Warrior. And, uh, okay. And what I find, I think Eddie Brock, because if you, if you know that these are both New Yorkers and stuff like that, his character that he played in Warrior and then Eddie Brock, I feel, uh, maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the voice. Uh, but the same inflection, the New Yorker inflection, all yep. that stuff. He has that deep, yeah. <clears throat> but it, they seem very, very similar. But and and, I, and I'm excited. I'm excited for that just because he did such a good job in Warrior. Except for this character, obviously, is more of a wise ass. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that movie I was talking about is actually called Legend, and it's in 2015. IMDb actually gives it a seven out of ten. Um, really, so you should actually watch that movie before you watch Venom to see how he plays two characters at once. He does such a fantastic job in it. And actually what brought me back into like the Tom Hardy world is Peaky Blinders on Netflix. He plays this crazy gypsy character uh, and kind of on the same thing. I, I, uh, I didn't have watched all of Taboo. I think I'm six episodes in. Oh man, we love Taboo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately our Plex server went down uh, so about six episodes in and uh, those two characters of Tom Hardy is kind of what sucked me back into Tom Hardy this guy can play anything mm -hmm. so again if it was somebody else if you're throwing a Tobey Maguire as a Venom or you know something stupid like that I know I'm just making I'm just throwing out a random guy here I, I really believe in Tom Hardy and he has his he has his claws in this movie he's he's really a part of everything about this so yeah I mean it's what was cool is when you watch this trailer and you see him as you see him talking as himself as just being Eddie Brock and being that, you know, that yeah. 
that kind of wise-ass reporter. And then you see when he's infected and he goes, oh, I don't feel good. And then he starts seeing him saying, he starts referring to we. He starts to do the plural. Yep. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he's trying to fight that off. Yes. And, and you see in the trailer where basically the symbiote's making a deal with Tom Hardy. Where you're going to allow us to do whatever we want. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, ooh, I'm ooh like, I know. And he's like, deal. And you don't hear Eddie Brock re- response, but then you just see in the farther in the trailer that he pretty much, <laughs> obviously, it's a deal. Yeah. How did you like the CG effect with the the kind of the face closing in over the top of Tom Hardy? Huh, Tom Holland's, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, has that Peter Parker rumored? No they shit. both, they both, well, you could easily just have Peter Parker come in because they work for the same, you know, maybe he's now working, Tom Holland's now maybe doing a couple articles for the newspaper or something. Yeah, yeah, you might be right because they both work for the same person. Yeah. The Daily Bugle. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So I yeah. didn't know about that. No, I haven't really I. looked into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's crazy. And then Woody Harrelson with an unannounced uh, role. What if Woody Harrelson played Carnage? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What if Woody Harrelson is um, the guy that runs the Daily Bugle? Ugh, Joan James. J. Uh, Jonah Jameson? No. Yes. Ah, you screwed me up. No, uh, he cannot He cannot be J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, no. all right. Yeah, you might be right. There could be a Carnage. Because well, we don't you, really know. But, but here's the thing. If they're going to have Carnage... And you, you see that Woody Harrelson's connected to something. My first instinct goes back to Natural Born Killers. Mm, and okay. his role in that, how psycho he was, you give him some red hair and have his hair disheveled and everything, you know, I, I, I that's carnage to me. Like, I could see that. I could, I could really see that. I'm a big fan of Woody Harrelson. He, his range of acting has impressed me for all the different roles he could play, and especially on the HBO series, uh, True Detective, when that came out with Woody Harrelson, oh my gosh, he was awesome on there. Now, go back to my original question after you saw Tom Holland. Did you like the CGA effect of the yes. symbiote eating up? Yeah. That that was like, for me, like, I've, I've never, you know, I never really thought about, you know, the change up, like how that, how that would affect, like what would, you know, would I really... I was like, yeah, well, that, I mean, it just, that was the first time seeing when I saw that, I was like, okay, that is really, it, it was unique to me. Uh, I feel, and the other thing that really gets me is, is that I like the look of this Venom so much because this Venom reminds me of one of my favorite Venoms, uh, which is uh, the uh, Planet Symbiote, uh, Planet Symbiote villain, Venom. Okay. And, uh, that one, that Venom, he's this hulking brute, and he has multiple Venom faces that pop off of him and talk to him yeah. and everything. And th- this Venom looks like a like a, a little toned down version of that, and I just, I dig it, man. I really, really dig it. Now, I was curious, though, because the voice is different and it sounds familiar, uh, do we know who is voicing Venom I don't really know much about this movie, man. I haven't really dug into it too far. I'm looking at the, it doesn't really say here. Yeah, we don't we don't see any official on who's the voice of him. And and honestly, Tom Tom Hardy could be the voice of Venom as well. Like he's 
I you think know, he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just he, a little voice modulation or something to make it deeper. Yeah. I mean, another so. thing about this trailer, too, did you notice how obviously it's a lot more Tom Hardy and this is a Tom Hardy, you know, role? It's a Tom Hardy movie. Yeah. That's when some of the symbiote actions of Venom were happening, Tom Hardy's face and body were still there. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to cover, you know, him up the whole time while this movie's happening. Yeah. So you, can't Rob- how- you, you can't Robocop this. Yes, I don't know how much Venom we're actually going to get in the full suit. Rumor, rumor is five minutes of screen time of full Venom. Hmm. But See, that, that sounds about right to me. And, and it, you know, yeah, this is a Venom film. And if you have the Venom, if you have him talking, it, it works. You know, I, as much as I want to see the full Venom running around, you know, I'm this, you know, hopefully if we get a sequ- sequel, which I'm really thinking that, we will, you know, Sony wants to do this, wants to bring stuff out, or we get a, a another, like a different, like a team up, or if we get a Spider-Man team, if we get something, I, I think that this could be something where, you know, we'll see more of the, the Venom, or if it evolves and stuff like that, it becomes a different style or a different type of the suit with him, like Agent Venom, because one of the scenes that we picked that he, uh, Tom uh, Hardy eventually, or originally posted out, was of him hanging upside down in what looks like Agent Venom's suit. Which, suit, yeah. So the Tom Holland thing has me thinking a lot now because Venom is owned by Marvel now, and this is a Sony film. That if Tom Holland is doing a cameo in it in the Daily Bugle or something like that, how far does this get carried over with Sony? Does this go over to the Spider-Man side of things and Spider-Man: Homecoming three? Has Venom in it with Tom Hardy? You, you don't know because the, they were very specific with how they advertise this. Instead of yeah. being Marvel, like yeah, it you're said, right. It's right. in yeah. association with Marvel. Yeah, you're right. This is Marvel. The Marvel name on this is is kind of like a, a ten foot pole away, you know, type yeah. of thing. You know, it's not really have his hands on there. That's interesting. Okay, so yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot of speculation stuff like that. This movie's coming out, I believe, in October. So we got we got a good good lead. Uh, yep. way on time for this uh but something that also reminded me of this a little bit but it's a mixture of it's a mixed bag and it reminds me with the, is a movie called upgrade and this movie actually comes out sooner for us it comes out june 1st i'm excited to see this movie this is a movie about a a uh ex i mean it's, it's a I believe it's a soldier who comes coming back home and then something happens and then his Basically, in the preview, you find out his family was brutally killed. Kind of like a Robocop scenario where he's yep. left he's left paralyzed. And it's then, definitely it's definitely a Robocop story. Yeah. From the start. Yeah. And so then he's got some doctors comes to him and says, Hey, I can I what if I told you I could make you walk again? What if I told you I could fix you? And it's a computer chip that goes into his spine, but all of a sudden it kind of takes on this this kind of realm of the humor of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. The action of hardcore Henry, and then the, and then, like the the transformation, the transformation of Venom. of Venom, where he's communicating with this computer that nobody else can communicate with, but the computer chip can take over his body, and everything. And I did feel the only thing with the trailer that bothers me, like the trailer is just completely enjoyable, but I felt there were some kills in there that felt like they would have been big kills. That were in the trailer, and I'm like, "Well, well, you just kind of showed. Did you just show me all the movie? That's my only worry with it. What's 
Yeah, what's the story leading up to the computer chip and what's the story after he figures out how to deal with the computer chip? And then after he figures out how to deal with the computer chip and they can coincide, that seems like the fun part of the movie. Yeah. So how long do we have to wait till we get that third act maybe? Yeah. Maybe that's an hour in and you only get a half hour, 45 minutes of that? Hopefully not. I, I don't know. But the movie looks, it looks exciting. It looks fun. Uh, the fight scene that's in the kitchen <laughs> where the computer asks, and this is in the trailer, no spoiler, when the computer asks if it can take over and he has to basically give it approval to take over it and then the guy can just fight. And now the guy is talking, but the computer is running his body and the guy's like, dude, just stay down. Oh my God, he has a knife and the computer's like, no, we have a knife. And it takes away the knife and it kind of, the screen goes to black. Yeah, I mean uh, that 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 stuff had me just dying because this is funny. A, and this is the thing is you got to think about. It. Do you see how rigid he is at that point? That's yeah. the thing about it is that that what this is the thing that makes me interested really in this is the guy is the main actor's ability to portray this this character because he's moving so so rigidly and and making that look just real and it's like whoa this is some craziness that's awesome the actor i'm talking about is logan marshall green and he plays the main the the main character in it he's been in american animals uh uh let's see brothers nest a lot more of like indies kind of indie stuff yeah i've never heard of him before man but uh uh it's the just because I've never heard of him doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, get this. Never mind. Excuse me. He was in Devil. He was in The Invitation. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. He was the first Shocker. Oh, okay. So he was the guy that was working with... Uh, yeah, with with the Vulture. With the Vulture. And he, oh, was, also in yeah. Pro- he was also in Prometheus. That is him. Yeah. <laughs> now, so now, now I do recognize now him. Now I recognize him, yeah. yeah. It t- just took yeah. a little bit. I'm like, why do I recognize this guy? <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's something that, it doesn't look, now, is it something that I would want to go, like, I won't, like, I'll go find find out where it's at, I'll go see it on matinee pricing, I don't want to see it, like, you know, or I'll just maybe take, like, one of, like, my oldest son to go see it, because it, it looks like a fun thing, it's not something I'm going to try to take everybody out to, but uh, definitely, when we get a chance to see it, we'll we'll watch it. And then talk about it because it looks it looks fun. Uh, I do have the one worry is that people are going to see this and then compare any coming trailers from Venom because he, he's talking about it. I'm worried that people are going to be like, oh, well, they're, they're, they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Well, yeah, they kind of are. But I mean, it's the same thing as in to you would have to say the same thing about Iron Man because Iron Man talked to Jarvis all the time, which is now Vision. <laughs> yeah, and... This does have a lot of similarities to it, Venom and him fighting off something yeah. in, in his own body and the internal struggle between the two of them. Yeah, and so and it is a symbiotic relationship between the two in, in both Absolutely. both things. So yeah. that's just kind of where where we're at with that. Uh, but now for some things that are one thing that's really really funny and one thing that's got me concerned. Okay. We're talking about Fox has released synopsises for the upcoming films. Okay. One of my worries is I I'm I'm a huge fan of the Predator and Alien franchise. I'm a follower of the comics and whatnot. Basically, this is what's going what what's going on is I'm a huge fan of Predator. I'm a huge fan of Aliens. I love Predator versus Aliens. I love Dark Horse comics. 
So Shane Black, uh, he's one of the original actors from Predator. So him directing the new the movie called The Predator, which is actually a direct sequel to Predator Two. Okay. Uh, originally, it was thought that he wasn't. He was ignoring the the events that happened in Robert Rodriguez's uh, Predators. Starting to feel like maybe he is, maybe he isn't, because this is what we get with the synopsis of the Predator. Because we've been waiting to figure out more about it. it. says, From the outer reaches of space to the small town streets of suburbia, the hunt comes home in Shane Black's explosive reinvention of the Predator series. Now the universe's most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter, and deadlier than ever before, having genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species. What? Yeah. When a young boy accidentally triggers their return to Earth... Only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and disgruntled and a, or excuse me and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. This is coming out September 14th, two days after my birthday. I'm excited for it, but this guy has me concerned. Why? Reason why? Okay. I don't like that synopsis at all. Actually, I don't. Well, it's like it, it's the the from reading the books reading the comics there is reasons why i can i can go through because i i have you know i know i like i know the terminology for the young predators yacha all this stuff now this is what kind of irks me a little bit though is we had the movie predators predators i felt was a good movie i enjoyed it there was some stuff i would have changed on it but it was a fun movie all around and it's what actually got my oldest son what uh, I introduced him to the the film franchise Aliens and Predators with was when I took him to see the movie. Now, in that movie, there was these things called like the uh, like the Alpha Predators, and they were a bigger species. And these were represented in the Dark Horse comics. They had very, there are different species of the predators that would hunt each other. Then what they did is we never got a sequel to Predators. But yeah. what we got was we got a sequel comic. In that comic, it goes on to show what happened to the survivors of that, and that they were they actually had separated because the because they dealt better, they were able they worked better by themselves, and they actually had specialized. The predators were so impressed that they made special suits, human sized suits of predator gear for the two survivors from that movie. From from uh, predators, which then went into they dropped after they had dropped after he had fought they they had both fought many many different creatures and stuff. The predators dropped a genetically altered predator, Yacha. So a young predator, they a mutant predator onto the planet. Now this predator looked more like the regular predator, except for he was much larger. It was like if you were to mix Goro. With a predator, he had four arms, and his legs, instead of being the standard, like you know, more like a humanoid leg, they were digit uh, degrade, um, which is the bent, uh, bent the, the bent like a wolf kind of thing, okay. so that they could move faster. Uh, so the legs were bent like that. Now, so if they took, if they were to take, th- this is what I'm thinking is I'm thinking Shane Black is kind of going a little bit with the comic. And if we see the forearm predators and stuff like that, there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be pissed. But if fans followed the comics, they'd be like, okay, he pulled a little bit from 
or a lot from this comic, particular comic, which would make them more of a, uh, it would give them, even if he just did with the legs, the change of the legs and everything, it would make kind of sense for them to, uh, for, the, uh, for them to change themselves to make them a more fierce hunter. I can handle it, but they have to be able to explain that. And in a two hour or less movie, you got, you don't have much time to be able to explain why they did that and make me know why they did that. If I'm not someone who follows the books or anything. So in the synopsis, it says that they're altered by a different DNA. So what you're saying here is knowing Shane Black and the way Shane Black probably does his research, he probably is pulling from the comic books. So maybe later on the trailers will show this, or maybe the opening sequence of Predators will show this, which is what movies should do. Yeah. And then you can get everybody explaining. Even if the trailer, even if you put out a trailer online that pulls together the trailer of the movie and the, some of the comic book lore and puts it together, then people can just be caught up. Then you don't have to do that big, long explanation, you know, for, you know, in part of the movie and waste, you know, 15, 20 minutes or however long you got to set that up. Yeah. And so, I mean, now the cast, the, the cast looks really good. So I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the potential there. And so I'm just, you know, it, we will see. No matter what, I know that the movie is going to wind up. I know it because of the director. I know the movie is going to be a fun watch, but it just, it's, it has me apprehensive because of this initial synopsis that feels a little poorly written. And for a fan of the films, I'm like, I'm kind of eked out, but I'm also a fan of the comics. So I, I'm a fan of the comics and the books, so I can kind of forgive it. But what worries me is I want this series to be able to lift itself up and produce more movies. And I worry that the general public is not like me and is going to basically crap on my parade. <laughs> Predators and Aliens are now a Disney-owned property, correct? Uh, they will. Yes, they are. Okay. So that's the other thing. But these were all projects that were done before that. No, I understand Projects that. going forward are going to have a lot more people saying, hey, we need to make sure we, we make the fans happy. And so I think, I think if you're wanting more movies from these two franchises, I think your wish is going to come true if Disney owns them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, the next one, this is what I was this. This synopsis is just awesome. And this is the synopsis for Deadpool 2, which will tie into to our, our ending conversation about Twitter. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Miami's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendships, and flavor. Finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug of title of world's best lover. That's how you write a synopsis. Exactly, right? <laughs> right. That's awesome. God, so, they, they knock everything out of the park. You instantly were making me smile. Yeah, and so that that right there. So you read that, but then you go in and their their team is just crazy. So yeah. uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, earlier, we're talking about Hugh Jackman in a bathroom. So Hugh Jackman tweets 
Uh, this is what's going on on Twitter right now. Hugh Jackman tweeted out earlier today while in a bathrobe <laughs> trying to say like a heartfelt birthday message. All of a sudden, you start hearing Deadpool talking, who's in bed right behind him, full costume, Ryan Reynolds, full costume in Deadpool, communicating <laughs> and screwing up Hugh Jackman's conversation. And then they say at the end, oh, am I jumping ahead too far? Sorry. But the ending made me laugh so much. I'm thinking about it now. It, 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 Hugh Jackman just starts saying, who let the dogs out? And Ryan Riddle says, yeah, who did let the dogs out? And Hugh Jackman says, yeah, they never figured that out, have they? Yeah. and then they. I say, don't know but, why they cracked me up. And then he starts barking. Yeah, I know. But that was the end of the... the end that of that the was the end of it. But it's just, if you guys... You guys go look look on Twitter. Look up Hugh Jackman. You guys see us now. The other thing that's going look on. Up this Geek is, just radio, look up Geek Radio. Look up Geek Reddit. Oh, we sorry. retweeted it. Yeah, we retweeted. it. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, also, Peter W underscore nineteen seventy four. Yep. So this is uh, this is the character that from <laughs> this is the He's character a husband experienced uh, apparist beekeeper. <laughs> and like sports grilling on the deck, DM for info. <laughs> That's that, his Twitter bio. Yeah, with a very, very creepy smiley face of himself, selfie. With uh, that horrible mustache. Yes. Now, he went through and tweeted like crazy today. He is the normal person member of X-Force. Yep. So... He's got Say Cheese, Team Selfie, Hashtag X-Force. This is like, if you're curious about the team and you want to see what they look like, you got to go on to his, onto his, uh, his Twitter and see this stuff. Now, it also, with these tweets, also confirms a bunch of stuff. Like, he's got one here that says, Domino stole my camera. I wasn't even posing. And he's definitely posing. And he goes, Accidental profile pic. Hashtag not my beer. Hashtag Nikon. <laughs> but, I mean... Now- Go ahead. We'll, re- we'll retweet all of these, so just follow us on Twitter. Stop sending people to other places, Damien. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking around. Let's talk about that first photo, though, because he says, cheese, team selfie, and behind him, you see uh, you see Terry Crews, who we, we saw before, but you also see the other three characters, Domino, and then you see two other characters that we had mentioned before, and I think we're kind of right now, aren't we? Well, yeah, because you'll see one character. Yeah, because we had the one character. You have another uh, black female. Uh, behind Domino, and then we also yeah, and we do have we do have one of the other characters. So yeah, you see Zeitgeist, you see, but Shatterstar, who uh, we said yes, we looked at that original trailer, that white leg coming behind it. We figured that would be Shatterstar. Yeah, and one of the things about that is is that Shatterstar uh, often teams with like Forge and Corsair. Yes, and Corsair is Cable's grandpa. So this totally pulls into the part that we could be getting. I mean, this we're going to get the whole. I mean, th- this just opens up uh, you know, Pandora's box when it comes I mean, to to some characters and stuff like that. And and incidentally, Corsair and all these characters, some of these characters, play a part in the Dark Phoenix saga, which is the next move in the X Men series. So I mean, there's 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 a lot to take a lot to to take in here uh, through these pictures. The other thing is, so he's got like so you also, if you're curious about some of these guys' powers, he posts up a picture of Zeitgeist. He goes, "Watch out, Zeitgeist! Acid breath. It'll get you if his kindness doesn't kill you first. Seriously, such a nice guy. 
And by the way, Zeitgeist is the first X-Force member to die in the comic books. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be a short-lived character, but that could be wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's his tattoos are quite interesting that he's got uh, yeah, in, in the picture. Uh, and then, of course, it goes down. It talks about Shatterstar is a super good-looking karate-fighting alien from space, and one member of the team, Susan, won't be meeting. Susan is Peter's wife. <laughs> he's being protective her already. <laughs> and then when he comes down to Bedlam, he goes, meet Bedlam. It's hard not to feel inadequate around a man with muscles for muscles and electricity powers. But Susan assures me that I'm great just the way I am. Hashtag love my wife. Hashtag mortal <laughs> wife, mortal life. <laughs> and I'm so excited for Terry Crews to be Bedlam in this movie. I know. Ah, so excited for this. I'm so excited for Deadpool 2. Almost as excited for as, as for Avengers Infinity War. Almost. So then we go down and we also have... We also have uh, Domino, where he says, says, Domino said she's really lucky. I guess I'm just really lucky I get to hang out with such nice people. Because if you don't know it, Domino's power is luck. Yeah. There's another tweet there, too. Do you see that? It's from Ryan Reynolds. It says, happy birthday, Peter. Let's get out there and smoke a big bowl of life. It says, happy Friday, Peter. Oh, happy Friday. Sorry. That's like, happy birthday. And then Peter just replied with blocked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then, so this is first day of training. Glad I brought my Nikon. These are, these four are the hardest working people I know. But see, that's the thing is, so you see, he says, these four are the hardest people, working people I know. He does not, does not say who the other, uh, the other female is. In the picture in the back, where you see just her head, over uh, over behind in 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 the one that says "Say Cheese," he has this photo, and you see a black female above Domino, and it doesn't say who that is. So that's that's a curiosity thing. Oh, I but you don't even see her body, man. Is no, it just the head. I don't know. Oh, that would be creepy. What the hell? Yeah, that's really weird. Her body's up against the thing. When you first said that, I thought you were misplacing Domino, but nope. now I see it. Now I had to, I had to enhance the photo. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely curious. But this just goes in to show you stuff, guys. When you're you know definitely follow the, you you want to follow stuff like this. The the I mean because this guy's also a comedian outside of uh, outside yeah. of his Deadpool stuff, but. His Amazon, his Amazon Prime uh, exclusive show, Catastrophe. Uh, it's it's an amazing show, man. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things where this is some this is they're using a guy who's going to obviously be a comic comic relief, and comic relief in a Deadpool, which is kind of hard to think about, but he's killing it with his little with a little bit of advertising they're they're doing it. and this just goes to show you the type of advertise, advertising campaign that they're able to do and that's kind of what we wanted to close out with is just it's really cool how they're doing this stuff it pulls you in and you can't you can't really ask more for that i mean cuz you you really get to geek out with this stuff and so that's what i'm doing i'm geeking out with it that's what nick's doing here and with that, for this episode, we're gonna be we're gonna be out of here. But one, first off, one oh. quick thing, one quick thing before we close out here is that everybody needs to go check out Westworld season two episode one recap. 
by Cajun and Chris and Big D. Fantastic show. Actually, me listening to it, I learned a lot more that I have to go back and rewatch episode one again. Um, and then next week, we should talk about Westworld a little bit too, because off, off of their conversation, I kind of thought of a couple things that I thought might be. So me and you should throw our... Uh, we will, uh, Yeah, we will. It, it, it was a good time. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. But we should throw out next week our... Uh, our predictions and stuff. Predictions, yeah. That's the word yeah. I'm trying to find. One thing in, when you're watching Westworld, guys, I when, I when you see the guns that have red on them, Guns that have red mean that they're the real guns in the real the real active guns and not the three D printed or the guns for the park, and so that's that's one of the things I first noticed because one of the things I saw was a gun with a red around the rim and I was like or the barrel and I was like oh what is this an airsoft gun that they forgot to take out no it's very it's actually very deliberate so that they know that they're live firing guns. <laughs> That's and, a good but, point. Yeah, but no, Westworld's amazing. We want to definitely talk about that. But we got to get out of here because Nick's going to be going to see Avengers Infinity War. And Real. I'm going to be going to see Avengers Infinity War in the AM in IMAX. So with that, you guys can reach us on Geekologist Radio. You can find us Geekologist Radio at NinjaPancake.com. GeekologistRadio.com, which Justin is now talking with us and we're are finally going to get that that going we also have writers coming on board we have we have devs reaching out to us to talk to us we're also going to be uploading an episode of interviews that come that kind of got lost in the in the mix when we transferred from one one uh host over to the other and that's going to be uh like kind of just get you guys hyped it's going to be the uh interviews that we that cajun did and a couple ones that are one that i was a part of too uh during our PAX West last year, PAX West 2017. And it's just, uh, it's been a crazy awesome road so far that we're gone and we're just getting, we're just basically getting started guys. Uh, so check us out. Geekologistradio.com, ninjapancake.com, where you can find a bunch of other podcasts on Twitter, Geekologist radio minus the T for character restrictions. You can find me at Mr. Damien Nash, all one word on Twitter. I'm, tweeting all sorts of stuff all over the place just find me track me down we do have a discord the discord will be linked in the show notes and that you can click join in and we're still working on getting that but if you're a fan if you want to talk to us communicate about anything you can log into there send us messages we'll reply back as soon as we get them we're really active in our different discords that we're a part of absolutely nick where can we find you you can find me at nick and pdx on twitter and pray for neil olshay And with that, guys, we are out.